Welcome to the Good Fight Radio Show, a program dedicated to bringing you vital and uncompromised truths that you won't hear in the mainstream media, discussing contemporary issues in light of the Bible and how these issues relate to family, culture, and the church. The heart of this show is to glorify Jesus Christ and expose the works of darkness as he is commanded in Ephesians 5.11. Now here's your host, Good Fight Ministries' own Chad Davidson. Welcome back to the Good Fight Radio Show. I am so excited to present this special presentation of Satan Performs at the Super Bowl. Yes, that's why you don't hear Tony or Joe saying hi, but they will be on here. I wanted to thank you guys first and foremost for getting this message out. Please share it as well as the video version you can find on our YouTube channel or our Facebook. And also thank you once again to our Patreons who have made all of this possible. God bless you guys. Since the 1993 Super Bowl halftime show featuring Michael Jackson, America's biggest stage has continued to bring out many of the biggest artists in the land. From the Rolling Stones to The Who to Justin Timberlake exposing Janet Jackson in what was deemed a faux wardrobe malfunction. The ever-increasing need to shock and awe has continued an insatiable need to bring attention to each artist in question. While there was plenty of controversy surrounding the aforementioned artist, 2012 with Madonna really knocked on the demonic door only to have it kicked in by the likes of Beyonce. Here with me today is the president and founder of Good Fight Ministries who exposed what was actually going on in that Super Bowl halftime performance in a video that was seen everywhere around the world. And he also brought to you the world-renowned expose, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll. Here with me today to expose these things is Pastor Joe Schimmel. All right, Chad, I'm excited about getting going with you. And uh, I think what we've got to expose will be quite eye-opening. So I'm excited about the material. I think a lot of people in our audience are going to be blown away. And, and some, of, some of the things that the people that in our audience have seen before, I'm sure, other things will be brand new. But when you put it together cohesively, it's, there's no denying, man, that there's a satanic movement afoot that is just brainwashing the masses. And I'm glad we're going to expose it. Amen. And, and I really do believe that one of the things that we, we hope to bring out in this documentary is specifically the synergy behind all of this, that there is a, a real spiritual realm. The fact is that the Bible says very clearly in Ephesians 2, verse 2, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2, that the prince of the power of the air, that Satan works through the sons of disobedience. And we're going to show that and we want to prove that over and over again, not just through one performance or one idea or one ideology, but show you that there is a spirit and something evil afoot. And while most of our focus in this video is specifically going to be on the artists themselves and their halftime performances, we would be amiss if we did not mention the game's greatest player and some of the powers that are continuing to help his abilities. Any superstitions going into the game? Any special thing you carried into the game on Sunday that you had tucked away somewhere? Uh, I did. <laughs> I always, um, you know, I've learned a lot from my wife over the years. She's so about the power of intention, you know, and believing things that are really going to happen. And she always makes a little altar for me at the game because she, she just wills it so much. And uh, so she put together a little altar for me that I could bring with pictures of my kids. And I have these little special stones and healing stones and protection stones. And she has me wear a necklace and take these drops she makes. And I say all these mantras. 
And I stopped it, questioning her a long works. time ago. I did. I just shut up and listened. And at first I was like, this is kind of crazy. And then about four years ago, we were playing the Seahawks. And she said, you better listen to me. This is your year. But this is all the things you're going to have to do to win. And I did all those things. And by God, you don't know, work. It was pretty good. <laughs> and then in 2015, it was about early January. And she said, you know how much I love you? And I said, yeah. And she said, I just want to let you know this is not going to be your year. Oh. And of course, we lost. I said, what does 16 look like? <laughs> and she said, 16 is going to be your year. <laughs> so it was early January this year. And I said, babe, I asking, like, do we have a chance? And she said, yeah, but you're going to have to do a lot of work. And you're really going to have to listen to me. <laughs> so man, I listened to her. And right after the game, she said, see, I did a lot of work. You do your work, I do mine. She said, you're lucky you married a witch. I'm just a good witch. You know, when you see that last line there, it's somewhat harrowing. I mean, in all honesty, but I think most people may not realize how serious I think some of this stuff is. Oh, yeah. He's, I mean, he's playing with it, but it's reality that he's involved and she's involved in witchcraft. There's no doubting that, you know. In fact, Snopes, uh, which is famous for twisting, you know, I mean, they'll expose some things that are, hey, these are false narratives, false stories, but they'll also take a true story, something that's really happening, and they'll twist it. They'll take part of that story and show part of that story is false, and then they'll say, okay, the whole story is there for false. They do that over and over again. So when this came out with Tom Brady talking about witchcraft, they said, oh, he was joking. Well, yeah, he's kind of nervous about talking about it. That's what's going on there. He's nervous because he realized how ridiculous it sounds, especially for those who don't believe in witchcraft. For those who have a Christian worldview, for those who understand spiritual reality and understand Holy Writ, what the scriptures say, uh, we know it's very real. I mean, I was involved in it before I became a Christian, and I saw those satanic powers at work in my life. And when I realized they were dark forces that began to torment me and pull my covers down and speak to me, and I cried out to the living God and got deliverance in Jesus Christ, my whole life changed. And then I began to see, wow, these powers are real. And as you had articulated earlier, Chad, in Ephesians chapter 2, uh, the, the Bible talks about Satan being the prince of power of the air that works through the children of disobedience. And it says through that, he guides the course of this world, uh, the world of cosmos, where we get cosmetics from, arrangement, you know. And he's the god of this world system. And of course, it shouldn't surprise us that Tom Brady, who's been to 10 Super Bowls and won seven of them, uh, is involved in witchcraft. And he won most of his Super Bowls, by the way, after meeting, uh, you know, his Giselle, wife, yeah. Giselle, you know. So it's interesting. In fact, we show them on the cell phone. She's talking about lighting her candles and you saying, work your magic, you know? I mean, they're into it, you know? And he's encouraging it, but he's also practicing it. It's interesting. I looked at some of the statements on the internet, you know, Salem historical, you know, you remember the Salem witch trials, right? Salem historical tours, they tweeted, uh, Tom Brady is back in the Super Bowl and it might just be witchcraft in addition to hard work, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, CBS Sports, after giving many of the quotes that he uh, gave that we just saw there states if any NFL quarterbacks are reading you know the secret to Brady's success you just need to find a good witch quote unquote and marry her now, I think it's interesting profootballnetwork.com uh, they have an article entitled Tom Brady's dominance is practically witchcraft that was interesting and Gasell uh, is depicted in this little uh, skit kind of narrative hello dear I made you a big steak and she's pictured in a house dress and an apron uh, before starting my housework, did you have fun winning another Super Bowl? Brady is, you know, seen reading the newspaper, yes, but it's the oddest thing. Uh, the Chiefs suffered so many setbacks. 
and I got so many calls. Heck, Mahomes almost got sick uh, at the, the team barber a week before the game. All the strange coincidences and lucky breaks make me wonder if something or someone, like spirits, you know, is trying to make life easier for me. Well, obviously, uh, he says that she makes him a, she has this makeshift mobile altar that he takes. So it's not that she's just practicing witchcraft. He's encouraging her in it. She made him an altar. He says he uses these magic stones and, and you know, these oils and, and uh, he uses mantras. That's repetitious commands to demonic spirits, you guys. Okay, Jesus yeah. said, don't pray repetitiously like the pagans pray, but pray our Father who art in heaven. So he's not seeking our Father who is in heaven, giving glory to Jesus and praising him, which many quarterbacks have. He's actually seeking out these spiritual forces. And he said, I did all these things, and by God, you know, it worked. So he's doing these things, you know, uh, and saying it works. So he actually thinks this magic that he's practicing when he brings this altar into the locker room, it begins to say these repetitious prayers to these spirits, uh, that he's getting results. And uh, it's kind of hard to argue that he is. I mean, you have sorcerers like in Acts chapter 8, around verse 9, where you have Simon the sorcerer. says he astonished the people, you know, with his magic. You have Elamis in Acts chapter 13 in the New Testament. And it talks about how the people were amazed at his magic. And we know that the demonic world can interface with the physical world and uh, even cause feats of physical prowess and strength and that's beyond human superhuman, demonic. Uh, we see that with the demoniac at the tombs who they put in chains and he continually breaks the chains. It's no problem for him uh, to just break these chains. And that was that was emphasized because he was possessed by legion, all kinds of demonic entities. So you have Tom Brady basically calling out to be used by these spirits to have yeah. success. And he's having great success. We, As Christians, we shouldn't really freak out. We should say, wow, you know what, this is somebody, I'm sorry, I can't root for Tom Brady, you know, because he's using demonic powers. You know, if you want to root for someone, ultimately, you need to be a fan of Jesus. I mean, he created you, he made the universe, he deserves all the praise, he gave his life to save you, he's preparing a place in heaven for you, versus a guy that throws a touch, some touchdown passes. Mm. Uh, I think there's a huge difference, and we should be following Jesus, but we need to be aware of what's going on, and be careful we don't get the wrong, behind the wrong people. Yeah, I think one of the more important things uh, to, to bring out when it, when it comes to all this is that, you know, Satan isn't sitting behind watching all of this, seeing somebody with more Super Bowls, more accomplishments than anyone in the biggest sport in America, and then they say, and Satan goes, oh, I wish I would have thought of that. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have thought of influencing. Oh, well, I could be involved in that. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no possible way. And, and don't think that witchcraft isn't growing, in fact, in... 2018, I believe, there was a, a an article on the Christian Post that talked about specifically that witchcraft literally outnumbers in terms of how many people in America adhere to witchcraft than Presbyterians, a major Protestant denomination. I mean, that's pretty radical when you think about it, but when you think of the most popular, what were they calling him over and over again after this latest Super Bowl win? The GOAT, the GOAT, the GOAT, which is an acronym for greatest of all time, but I think it could mean something else as well. Nonetheless, when it comes back, and now we get back to when it comes to these Super Bowl halftime performances, because we are talking about the performance that is watched more than any performance in the nation. Once again, we are not going to sit here and look at it and go, you know, all these eyes are watching, everyone's eyes are tuned in to this halftime show that's now grown into this huge thing since the attestation of bringing in Michael Jackson in 1993. 
So if all these eyes are there, you wonder who's going to be performing for the world. And 2012, I really believe, is a banner year for Satan in the halftime show. I believe it was the starting point, and as we said in the intro and continue to say, it seemed like there was a knocking on the door of the satanic realm in Madonna's performance. And specifically, Joe, I want to ask you, what's something that, that kind of stuck out <laughs> concerning what you saw back in 2012? Yeah, we've done so many Super Bowls that we've covered from showing the occult, uh, the inundation of occult imagery and so forth. And the one we did, we, we ended up not doing on Madonna. I, got, I had a whole script pretty much ready to go. And we decided, you know what, became passe. I was busy doing a lot of things. We didn't do it. But it was just, I mean, a lot of it was in your face, so we didn't really have to expose it. So it was a whole lot of occult imagery uh, you know, in this Isis-type headdress, you know, uh, as like an Egyptian-type occult goddess, you know. And you see just the occult Egyptian uh, imagery throughout the entire uh, presentation, for the most part. And, I mean, she's old, you know. She's, you know, creaking at times. She actually falls down at one point, you know. And you feel sorry for her, but you feel, that, you know, then you're like, no. Man, she's deceiving so many people. Yeah. I mean, we've shown in our videos, in our video, They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll, where she's leading huge, you know, tens of thousands of fans singing, I'm going to ring my bell and go to hell. And they're all singing it with her yeah. and screaming it. She's fully on, talked about, you know, being uh, possessed by a demon before, lonely all the time, all those kinds of things uh, and so forth. But in the halftime show there, I thought it was interesting as well because, uh, I mean, the, you know, they, they have the, the aerial shot and you see this huge on the stage just lit up the god Horus. Uh, and the god Horus... Uh, in the new age, in the new eon, in the, in, in the, in the occult, uh, is a symbol of the coming new eon. Uh, Lester Crowley said, and Lester Crowley is the most highly regarded Satanist of this last century, last two centuries now. He said, with Mahak's head, I peck out the eyes of Jesus as he hangs upon the cross, and that the age of Horus was going to supplant the age of Christianity, and there would be this bloodbath and so forth, bringing this new satanic age. So that Horus becomes the symbol uh, for many new agers, many occultists, many Satanists for the coming new age, and you see just Horus lit up across the stage and uh, so forth. And it's kind of interesting. Crowley strikes this pose with his magician's hat, you know, as he's ushering in this age of Horus, and, and he puts his hands up like this, you know, on his face, and it's this kind of creepy look. And it's interesting, in that, vi one of the things I was going to expose that I didn't end up exposing, uh, I guess we're exposing it now, which I just thought was quite interesting, was uh, you have the dancers in the cr you know, crowd below the stage, where these placards all turn and, you know, sometimes they'll make an image. And this one, you have, you have Madonna, you know, with her hands like this, which is not something people ordinarily do. And, you know, I'm wondering if she would have made it a little bit bigger, it would have been too obvious because then you see the magician's hat. And I don't know her intention there for sure because you don't need to because she's definitely pushing the whole Egyptian imagery thing. And the Bible warns that in the last days, because we must keep in mind the, what was going on with Pharaoh and the Egyptian magicians like Jannies and Jambres who were trying to counterfeit the, the, the uh, miracles of God and so forth. They were pressing God's people and they were a picture of, the Pharaoh's a picture of Antichrist. The magicians are a picture of the false prophet in the book of Revelation, this oppression of God's people. I mean, you go to the book of Revelation and you, the parallelism between the Exodus and Revelation yeah. is mind-boggling. The boils, you know, the bold judgments, I mean, God giving them the wings of eagles to go in the wilderness, you know, and protecting his people as they flee and so forth. It's just, it's, it's so obvious. And the Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, in the last days, terrible or perilous or difficult times will come. Men will be lovers of self. And it talks about how wicked the world will get. And it says uh, these, those who oppose the truth would be like Jannies and Jambres, who 
you know, snuck into people's homes. And it's like that they were the magicians in Egypt. And here you have this whole wave of occultism and Western witchcraft along with Eastern witchcraft uh, and, and Egyptian witchcraft just inundating the world. And it also says in Revelation chapter 11, it talks about even the holy city will become like Sodom and Egypt. And if there's anyone who's pushed the idea of, you know, sexual perversion, Sodom, and Egyptian occultism through their careers, it was Madonna, who was one of the, you know, who was a pop queen before the more recent pop yeah. queen in Beyonce. Yeah, amen. And, you know, interestingly enough, before we even get into the clip that we're going to talk about this, because this video, this Good Fight Ministries video has been seen all over the world. And before we even play the clip, one of the things that happened, and we mentioned already, talking about if 2012 was the knocking on the door, 2013 with Beyonce was kicking the door in because it was openly satanic. And I think a lot of people were shocked specifically because Beyonce was somewhat seen at the time as kind of innocent, right? Yeah, yeah. But people also wondered why on earth would Beyonce marry someone who's been openly satanic, I believe, especially when you get into it, hopefully here, Jay-Z. Why would she marry Jay-Z if she's so innocent? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you look at Jay-Z, I mean, he, he's the guy who does a song called Lucifer, Son of the Morning, where he's praising Lucifer, praising Satan, giving him credit for sinning with a righteous cause. You know, the Bible says we don't Gnostic. do evil that good may <laughs> yeah. come. Yeah, it's totally wicked. And uh, Jay-Z wears shirts like Do What Thou Wilt. We show that. And uh, Do What Thou Wilt is, you know, Crowley's maxim, uh, Do What Thou Wilt shall be the whole of the law, which was the main slogan of the New Age, which in the 1960s during the hippie movement, when Crowley's book started getting republished and, and John Lennon and the Beatles were pushing him and Jim Morrison was pushing him and many other artists, uh, do what thou wilt became do your own thing. Or if it feels good, do it. And that's when the United States changed because of the hippie counterculture movement, which was bringing all the religions from East, East the East, Eastern mysticism, revival of Western witchcraft, which was everything Crowley called for for the coming new eon. So it's just quite interesting that you see Jay-Z years removed from John Lennon and Jim Morrison, but a bust with, along with the rest of them on the album 13 of Alessia Crowley, Sgt. Pepper's top left, one guy over from your left on Sgt. Pepper's and Larry's Club Band album. Uh, uh, far removed, but here he's walking around with a shirt, do what thou wilt. He knows what that's about. And they're involved in this satanic movement. So it's just quite interesting uh, uh, because, you know, she admits she's possessed by it's possessed by a spirit, which helps her sing. So what you see going on with Brady in the football fields also happened in the music industry, and, and I believe a far greater level with so many musicians as we, musicians are often magicians, you know? And even the scriptures warn, they talk about the false prophets and how they would deceive people with their words and how they would use harps. Kind of interesting, they would yeah. use music. And today the false prophets are still using music. And Satan was a magician or a musician, I should say. Uh, he was uh, over the... God's sanctuaries. He's a, a cherub. The cherubs have the scriptures reveal in Isaiah. I'm sorry, Revelation chapter four and five. Uh, they have musical instruments, and it's, his musical instruments are mentioned in Isaiah chapter 14. That when he's brought down to Sheol or hell, his or his music, his musical instruments will be brought down with him. So people need to be aware. There's a spiritual reality. There's demonic entities in the spiritual world, and they're guiding the course of this world by using the children of disobedience, by possessing them and energizing these people coming to worldwide fame because there's something in it for them, but it's temporary. And of course, they lose their souls. You know, one of the things that took place, and we're gonna be playing a clip here in just a minute, but when you put out the video, 
Beyonce, Sasha, the Super Bowl, and Satan. That video was seen everywhere around the world, hundreds of millions of views actually, uh, when we really get down to it. And I remember specifically, we had gone to Israel the, the summer after that performance. And we were sitting there and you had been speaking at a conference and on a pro-life, on a, you know, no, no baby murder, obviously. And we were outside and a young man from Israel had seen, and you guys are gonna see a small clip, but I encourage you to check out the whole thing because it is powerful. And this is how powerful it is. This was a young man who has come to a conference who had only just weeks prior clicked on a video on YouTube from, called Beyonce, Sasha, the Super Bowl, and Satan. And the reason why he was at that conference is because after he saw that wickedness and recognized what you're gonna see here by her own words, you don't have to just trust Joe and Chad, you can hear from her lips where she gets her power from. And when he saw that, he recognized he was getting involved with the demonic and he gave his life to Christ Praise all God. the way in Israel. That's what it's all about for us, yeah. And that's right now what you're gonna see is just a short clip and I encourage you to check out the rest of the clip of Beyonce with her own words telling you just where she gets her power. And before you get into that yeah. clip uh, real quick is it's funny because so many people, it was kind of funny because they'd recognize my voice or something from that clip, that, that, you know, and I was like, or somebody come up to my wife and I, have you guys seen this? Somebody I never met before <laughs> and start showing it to my wife, you know, and I'm like, and she goes, yeah, that, my husband did that. Or I think Tony said he was playing hockey and one of the hockey players was uh, our producer over here. Came up to him and says, have you guys seen this? And starts, he goes, yeah, that's put out by my pastor, you know. So we do know, uh, I think there was like 500,000, 550,000 plus shares on just one Facebook, yeah. which multiplies into many views. So we were grateful because we prayed the Lord God, I think it's a pretty short clip too, get this message out, let people see, because she was considered so innocent, and then people started, because we're showing, you know, the Baphomet ring with the, the goat head, you know, on it that she wears and so forth, association with, you know, Jay-Z. It's pretty pretty obvious, but what, one of the most telling things is, as you're gonna show right now, uh, she admits being, you know, in, inhabited by a spirit. Yeah, let's have her say it. Yep. Play the clip. And I remember right before I performed, I raised my hands up, and it was kind of the first time I, I felt something else come into me. And I knew that was going to be my coming out night. Well, I, you know, Joe, just with that short clip, as you mentioned already, I mean, how do you get around the fact of, of what she's saying right there? You really can't. And if we would have allowed the, the clip to play, play longer, you know, she yeah. talks about how uh, she sings, she can't sing that way until this spirit inhabits her and she just goes on and on about giving credit to this entity which she calls Sasha Fierce, you know? And she says that Sasha, and Sasha Fierce, uh, F-I-E-R-C-E, -E, uh, Fierce, you know? You're talking about violence and anger. And she talks about how she goes through this transformation when this entity uses her and she flips a coin and one coin has Sasha on it and the other her and the fans go crazy when Sasha comes up because they want her to be you've taken over by, the, they probably don't even know for the most part, but uh, she becomes electrified and, and so forth. And fierce, when you read about what happens when people get possessed by demons in the New Testament, you see words like fierce being used mm. of their activity, which I think is interesting. interesting. And it's quite interesting when you look at her and what happens and, and she's a medium and the Bible warns, as Christians, we are supposed to stay away from mediums. Amen. We're not supposed to seek out witches. And mediums are conduits for the demonic world. And of course, so much of the music is being inspired by demonic entities. And that's why Christostom, one of the early church fathers, 
uh, a little bit later than the earliest church fathers, but he had stated that, you know, God has given us the book of Psalms or songs. By the way, it's the biggest book in the Bible, you know, 150 chapters, to keep us from the music of demons. And they knew that mm. back then. And as Christians right now, we can, you can't just, you know, just open yourself up to any little force that comes about. We show, you know, her in our, some of our exposés uh, in her concerts with a bunch of gals following her, you know, and guys and what have you. And one of them has 666 emblazoned across mm. her. I mean, come on, man. It's like so obvious what they're doing. And of course, we show her with the Baphomet, the, the goat head, uh, demonic Crowley symbol, symbols for a lot of Satanists. We show her not only using that with a ring, but we show her using it in, in another context as well, uh, purposely. So uh, there's no escaping the reality that Beyonce has opened up herself to demonic forces. And of course, she's with Jay-Z, who's the most successful rapper of all time, who is Mr. Do What Thou Wilt, as he wears his emblazoned message of Satanism. Amen. And, you know, another performer that had followed after that Beyonce performance the very next year was Bruno Mars. And Bruno Mars was given glowing reviews by the likes of Bart Millard of Mercy Me, Christian artist guys, Chris Tomlin. And they said this performance was awesome. It was amazing. And a lot of people were actually a little disheveled that a Christian would say that with what was going on there. Yeah, a lot, lot of Christians were still have a, have a pulse of the conscience and were upset. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that, that took place there was we would say, uh, why on earth would Bruno Mars team up with the Red Hot Chili Peppers because they seem very different. So why do you think that they, they would team up together to perform at the halftime show? Yeah, I can't say all the motives for teaming up, but it's kind of interesting. It's birds of a feather. So uh, Anthony Kiedis, we, sh we show the leader of Red Hot Chili Paper Peppers. Uh, before I did, they sold their souls for rock and roll. One of the things I uh, decided to include uh, was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, they spell their, their name, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Their, their Sex Magic album it, uh, spelled with a K. And that's how Crowley spelled magic because K was his magic. 11th uh, letter of the alphabet was his magical number. Uh, and he put that at the end of magic. And they spell it with a K. And by the way, Crowley pushed what he called was what he called sex magic. And uh, that his sex magic was to commune with demonic entities and get them to do your bidding through practicing satanic rituals uh, through sex. Uh, in fact, uh, Aerosmith, Steven Tyler, the lead singer of one of the biggest American bands ever, a band that we haven't yet exposed, but they'll be in our updated They Sold Their Souls expose, a Lord Willing. Uh, we we Because it came out much later after I exposed that, uh, he literally talks about how he became big and his band became big, Aerosmith, after he practiced sex magic and during the climax of a sexual relationship with a woman, cried out, you know, uh, in the midst of practicing sex magic. And he says, the rest is history. We became huge. So sex magic is part of the Red Hot Chili Peppers deal. And when they're in the MTV Music Awards, uh, they're receiving their, an award. And Athecatus simply just says straight out, he says, First of all, I want to give thanks to Satan, you know? And it's just crazy. I mean, the lead, the lead guitarist, I think he's passed on now, uh, admitted that he'll get on his knees and ask the spirits to possess him. Same deal. I mean, this is, it, you can't deny it if you want to be real. Yeah, and, and you know what? Like, like we said in the very beginning, Bruno Mars, who a lot of people thought were squeaky clean, you obviously exposed the fact that a lot of his lyrics were obviously... Salacious, yeah. Yeah, just absolutely disgusting. Uh, he was also caught with a ton of yeah. <laughs> cocaine on his person. And so we had already talked about 
that a lot of this bubblegum stuff was only so much bubblegum, that there was really some evil things, denigrating marriage, songs that were performed right there at the halftime show. But to think of somebody like Bruno Mars connecting with Red Hot Chili Peppers, it's very interesting. And you can hear from his own words how high they were up on his list. When we got the phone call, they were like, hey, we loved, you know, on these things, we love to raise the stakes and, uh, and, and, and have, you know, you can have another artist there with you. Would you like to do something like that? And the first band I thought of was the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You've been listening to the Good Fight Radio Show brought to you by Good Fight Ministries. If you're blessed by this show and would like to partner with us, please consider visiting our Patreon page at patreon.com goodfight. Or you can write to us at P.O. Box 2202, Simi Valley, California, 93062. Or call us toll-free at 1-866-JC-TRUTH. That's 1-866-528-7884. We hope you'll tune in next time on the Good Fight Radio Show.